This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Well, it's going to be that kind of day. This is one of those days when uh, you want to just pull the covers up over your head and say, go away, world. Uh, Don't really want to do this. Unfortunately, yesterday for the Steelers, it was all Cincinnati Bengals and very little Pittsburgh Steelers. There's not a lot of positivity here this morning, folks, other than the fact that, look, by the grace of God, we're all alive. We got breath. We uh, go about our day. We have an opportunity to make a difference in the lives of others today. It's a shining, sunny day out, and you got to go with that. But I will tell you that... um, that uh, trip back from Cincinnati yesterday, after going all the way down there, you drive down to Cincinnati. That's what we had to do because of the COVID rules and everything. So we go on down there and all that, and, and then you come there, and it was it was just a, a very bad day. I mean, uh, I, I do remember these days. Uh, there was a day in 1989, the first game of the season. We've spoken of it before. We lost 51 to nothing to the Cleveland Browns at home, which was really a bad day. And then we came back the next week, and we went to Cincinnati, and we lost there, uh, 42-10. to 10. And I do believe that just as much as it was like yesterday, um, it, there's some amazing similarities. I mean, we just couldn't get anything going. And then our tight end back then, and I don't know, uh, Pat Fryermuth got dinged yesterday in the head, but Mike Malarkey got our tight end back in the day. He got, uh, he got, um, okay. Yeah, our tight end back in the day got um, dinged in the head, and uh, it was just like back, you know, in the day when uh, things just went so bad. So right now, Max, uh, sorry, I, I just got you on, and so that's why I was kind of stammering around a little bit there, my friend. But it's good to have you on. This is the day where – this is really hard stuff, man. I mean, you got to, like, pull yourself up and, like, go, hey, slap yourself, get going, because right now things don't look good. Yeah, no, I mean, you're absolutely right, Wolf. I mean, when you look at it, it's it's that it's that man-in-the-mirror moment, right? You've you got to look in there. You, you've got to own what you put on tape. You know, as Mike Tomlin likes to say, you are what you put on tape. Right. And that tape is ugly. I mean, right now, that that is that is wow. It's like, have you brushed your teeth in like two weeks? Have you <laughs> have you done your hair? Have you do you know what actually showering is? Have you heard of this thing? I mean, it's 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 a dirty, ugly feeling right now um, within this twenty four hour period, where you know which way is up. You know, I mean, I haven't seen that type of play in a very, very, very long time. And, you know, you don't want to say that, oh, my gosh, you know, they look uninspired. Because, listen, this profession is a blessing and a gift, and you never take any opportunities for granted. But they did look lost. Um, the, the rhythm wasn't there. And, you know, even when you think about some of the other losses this year, like, even the first Cincinnati game, like, yeah, you were overmatched, but Early in the year, things aren't clicking. You've got guys missing and injured. 
I mean, but everybody has guys missing and injured for the most part um, on every team. So you can't really point to that. And it was, you know, on the sidelines. I mean, guys were trying, and it just seemed like every time you tried harder, it got worse. You know what I'm saying? It was one of those just bad luck Charlie Brown type of days. Right. It didn't matter what what you were doing. It was wrong. It was Eeyore, you know, from Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) Yep. You know, sunny day, Eeyore. Well, there's a cloud in the sky. You know, type. I mean, it was just, it was just bad. (laughs) Well, Max, you know, you know, you just take some of Mike Tomlin's words, you know, and, and Cam Hayward. We stunk it up today. I mean, that really summarizes the whole thing. You know, when Mike said, I thought that we got beat up front on both sides of the ball and they won the line of scrimmage. This was something, if you go back to 1980s, 1990s with Chuck Knoll, whenever you heard Coach Knoll talk about losing the the uh, battle of physicality, if you heard Chuck Knoll talk about, you know, we got, we got out hit up front, that only meant one thing. It meant that you were going to about to embark on next week of absolute misery. You know, this was going to be back at Three Rivers. You were going to come out and you're going to practice each and every day, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, full pads, of course, because that's the way it was done back in the day. All right. But it was going to be a return to basics, back to basics, as we used to say, which meant there was going to be a lot of one-on-one stuff, you know, one-on-one run blocking, one-on-one pass protection drills. There's going to be a lot of uh, inside uh, inside running. Um, you know, there's going to be, uh, you know, third and down long stuff where you're going to go live and it's going to be brutal and there's going to be fist fights. There's going to be a lot of running and conditioning afterwards and the coaches are going to be hyper on everybody because Coach Dole, it starts from the top and runs downhill, if you know what I mean. And and, and so with that sort of, you know, thing in your mind, you know the next week is going to be brutal, but they can't do it today because you can't physically put the guys through what they used to back in my day and even so back in your day at, at periods of time. Um, so what are you going to do? If you're Mike, Mike Tomlin, what do you think you're going to do? Are you there, Max? Oh, okay, I don't know if we lost him or something there in our connection, but he's not responding. So the question was really – you guys hear me? Oh, there you are. Now you came back. Somehow we lost you, bud. You're back on. So did you hear my question? Did you – all right, what we're talking about is the fact Chuck would say it's back to basics, and it was going to be all kinds of fundamental yeah, blocking things. I okay, I mean- so you got that. So let, let me ask you this. All right, what are you going to do if you're Mike Tomlin to kind of get – you know, here's the thing about it. Sometimes you gotta, you got to take the two-by-four and whack the mule in the forehead. Why? To get his attention first before you do any work. And what, what do you think it's going to take to get the attention of these guys um, today? Okay. You're not there, Max. We're missing you again. Where are you at, buddy? Okay. So, okay, so we got to take a break? No. All right. Well, the point being right now is we're having some uh, problems here in our connection with Max. And, of course, Max is still in Cincinnati, and uh, the whatever connection is not happening right now. So the question asked that I ask of myself, what does Mike Tomlin do? Well, part of what Mike Tomlin did is what he already did. 
there's a lot of people that are sitting on there and saying, okay, why did you leave the starters in for four quarters? Why in the world would you leave a Ben Roethlisberger in there for four quarters? Why would you leave Minka Fitzpatrick when the game is out of hand? Well, I think Mike summed it up real well when he said, we need the work. We need the work. Look, if you're only getting 13 padded sessions and through the course of a season, um, all right, I, to me, you're sitting there going, you've got a number of weeks. You're, you're not in pads. I think right now, looking at what you see being displayed defensively speaking, that they need some pad work. They need to be able to get their skills up. You know, Cam Hayward referenced it. They asked Cam Hayward after the game, what do you, you know, how come, you know, you're still in the game? Why didn't you pull? And he said, hey, we need the work. I'm a four-quarters guy. That's the way it's done. Yeah, that is the way it's done. It's always been the Steelers' way. You finish hard. You finish strong. You do what you – you finish what you started to the best of your abilities. And in today's football where you only have 13 padded practices or so, what do you got to do? Well, you know, you finish the game. You need to work on your skills. Even Cam Hayward says, I need to work on my skills. And that's leadership coming from the top for the offensive line. This is another opportunity to keep pounding away and trying to increase your skill level. I, are, there, are there inadequacies running about abundant there? Yeah. But those, these are things that can be overcome through diligent hard work. But the fact of the matter is you don't have that opportunity to get that diligent hard work with the pads and as close to game speed as you can in practice because it's not allowed by the NFLPA. And so for that matter, you know, you could whenever you do have a pads day, you, you, you go, but certainly you need as much work as you can get. And to get that much, as much work as you can get, you've you got a day like yesterday. If it's 41 to 10, it doesn't matter. Stay in there, slug it out, and keep working, keep grinding, because there's a lot of things that are accomplished when things seem to be so bad that you think, okay, it, it couldn't get any worse. Well, it got worse yesterday, and there's no sugarcoating it. There's no, there's no way to sit there and say, well, you know, they did this or did that. It, it just got bad from the very get-go, you know, and that's we're, we're just being truth-tellers here. You know, if you take the Bengals' TD drives in the first half, they were 75, 75, and 84 yards. They were all first-half drives. The very first touchdown drive of 75 yards – Joe Mixon comes out, and he carries the ball seven times for 49 yards. I mean, that is that's not only is it unacceptable, it's rather amazing because you knew coming in the game this is exactly what they're going to try to do. They're going to try to bring in Isaiah Prince. They're going to bring in some multiple tight end formations. They're going to come at you and try to slug it out. They're going to run the counter. They're going to run the stretch. They're going to do all these things. And you simply, you know, you know that they're going to come at you with all this ballistic fist up, you know, uh, smack you in the head with a frying pan type of football, and you've got to man up and be able to play it. And so, Max, just the fact that, you know, you uh, have that first drive with Joe Mixon where he carried the ball seven times for 49 yards, and you knew coming to the game, this is what you're going to get. You're going to be force-fed Joe Mixon like, a, like, you know, getting smacked right in the lips. Right. And so what do you do? You know, that that really set the tone in my mind. No, you're absolutely right. It, it set the tone. And, you know, we that's the freshest you're going to be all game. Right. So you figure you're going to be your most ferocious and kicking into gear. And guys did not, you know, perform. They didn't answer the bell. Guys overran things. 
guys got pushed around at the, at the point of, of, of contact. They double team Cam. You know, TJ, you could tell, is still a little hobbled by injury. Um, in that game, he was not nearly as effective. And your other support characters tried to fit in, but they didn't. I mean, it was it was a tough day. You look at Joe Schobert. Joe Schobert was trying to make tackles, but all those tackles were downfield. Um, Devin Bush, the one when you did have the one great jump off, it was because you were offsides, and then he and then he gets uh, replaced by Robert Spillane the very next play. And then Robert Spillane, of course, we lose him with the knee uh, for the rest of the game. But it was just, this is where the injuries start to start to pile on and you right. start missing guys. And, you know, the standard is the standard. I get that. But sometimes when you go too deep into that well, um, you know, it doesn't give you the desired result. But that's no excuse because guys have to, to step up their their game. If you're going to wear the jersey, if you're going to put the helmet on, you've got to become the best version of yourself on game day. And we just didn't see that. I mean, the injuries on the offensive line, they're more glaring than we thought they would be. And, you know, it was good to see B.J. Finney out there. B.J. Finney fought. Yep. But the offensive line just did not look consistent. They didn't look motivated to beat up on a division foe, especially one where you're exacting revenge. You know, these are the games of, of any games you should be up for, like naturally be up for the coach should not have to motivate you to do this. The coach, all he should have to worry about is schematics and making sure that you're putting your team in the most advantageous position because the players are going to play like their hair's on fire, right? They're going to play, in this place and we just didn't see that you know and you know it's funny one one of uh one of my twitter followers was like hey max i don't know if the steelers team uh jumped on that airplane on the flyover but they left the stadium i was like man that that you know that was tough to say it but you're like he he's not lying because i mean the first kickoff since i guess the ball and like you said they right. did what they did on that first drive and marched down the field and, you know, for us, we didn't respond to that in kind. And the game literally got away from us. Like, we, they ran the ball. We couldn't run the ball. Um, you know, Ben had turnovers. They, they didn't really turn the ball over. Um, you know, and when, and when Minka did get his first pick, we're like, oh, man, this, this is the spark we needed. And we do nothing with it. So I mean, it was well. They did it was something a with turn it. Turn of events, and like you said, it was just yeah. it was just bad to watch the entire day. And I get it. Everybody has their bad game. You hope this is their bad game, but you know, you, your defense has given up eighty-two points in two games. Yep, you're in a forty-one back-to-back weeks. So that pride, I know, as as a player, has to kick in. But you you are pissed off. And, and it, it stunk all around. And you say, hey, did you get it out of your system? This is your one. We've still got six games where you're still in the hunt for a playoff spot. Even as bad as that game was, but you've got to learn from your mistakes. Because the rest of the way, the teams that we're going to face all have a similar ingredient. And because that ingredient has been put on film in back-to-back weeks, 
you're not going to erase it for the rest of the season. So you've got to figure out a way to stop the run and force teams to pass on you. And if not, if they continue to figure out that they can run on you, there, there, there's going to be it's going to it's going to be a tough day for the rest of the season. Well, let's figure on the fact that they know, people know they can run on the Steelers. I mean, they're they're averaging giving up. I don't know uh, what is it a buck ninety five or something over the last several weeks. I mean, it, it's it's really gotten to the point where you're sitting there going, I, it's almost uh, you can't even see. You know, you can't even really comprehend the numbers that they're giving up here. And I think for the guys on the field, I know how I know what it's like not to be able to respond in the way that you want to as both a team, as a unit, offensively or defensively, as a uh, you know, a, a, as an offensive line. You know, the, the, these these are incredibly difficult times right now, and these guys got to really buckle up. And you can still turn this around. I, I'm I'm sorry, but you know, you got five wins that says you know how to win in this league. You still have five wins that says you've done enough that you you understand you can still put this together. But right now, with the some of the injuries and the fact that guys just aren't playing up to their capabilities. You've got to be able to put uh, put that aside and focus in on the next one. So, all right, we're gonna we're gonna try and get the the ninjas are gonna try to get things all reconnected here and see if we can stop being discombobulated. But uh, it is a day of discombobulation. We'll be back with more Wolf Starks and the Ninjas in the locker room. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to the locker room, everybody. It's Wolf Starks and the Ninjas, ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Well, we stunk it up in the first segment there, Max, because we had no Wi-Fi. You are there bigger than life now zooming with me, my friend. And I will say you're in the Netherlands, Hilton, down in Cincinnati. Uh, I got to tell you something. That's a mighty small room that uh, that you got there, isn't it? A uh, uh, very small room, and uh, it, it is it is a depressing room. Uh, so it's befitting of the day. So I'm surrounded in depress and depression. <laughs> what <laughs> and did the you stadium say? is right outside is right outside the window. You too. can say it <laughs> now. What you say that reminded you of what movie? The Shining. <laughs> it was The Shining. Yeah, it was with Jack Nicholson, right? Oh yeah. This is, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for somebody to bust through the door. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it's one of those things. Like, it's like these are the hotels where you're like, why are you still here? <laughs> <laughs> Did you or look? Yet, look on your door and see if it says Red Room. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I haven't seen Red Rum appear yet, so we're we're good. But there is a vent on my door on the back side that's not on the front side, so that's weird. Well, all I know is if you hear some kid go by on a big wheel, some little kid riding a yeah. big wheel down the hallway, don't go out of your room. Yeah, no, no. I no. trust me, I'm gonna jump out the window if if I hear a kid with a squeaky like trike going down <laughs> we've got issues <laughs> just think about that just think about the fact that you would be locked into a hotel so ginormous such as it was in the shining if anybody has seen that movie and it's you're there for over over winter but this huge hotel 
what are you going to do? I mean, I don't know. It doesn't sound appealing to me to be there. I didn't see any TV. I didn't see any uh, internet stuff going on there. No. And it's remote. It's remote on top of that, Wolf. Right. So, you know, it's like up in like the – I'm like, no, no, thank you. No, no. I need a place where there's a freeway and possibly – a Mickey D's of some sort, because Mickey D's is everywhere. Right. That lets me know that you are in the civilized world when you see a Mickey D's sign. So if I don't <laughs> see those things, I, I'm like, you know what? It's not the place for me, guys. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> and, and I don't see myself going out into to a maze during the winter. You know, no, I mean, no. Absolutely not. Why? For what? For what? I don't need to I don't need to go figure out how to how to how to get somewhere. Uh, in, in the winter time, I want to stay indoors and warm. That's the whole idea of winter is to stay warm and look at the snow from a distance. <laughs> you know, Max, that's exactly it. It's like, how many bad decisions are made in a, in a horror movie? I mean, it just it, countless. It, over countless, right? And it's kind of yeah. like yesterday. There was it was just it just seemed like bad things happened over and over, whether it was in decision-making, whether, you know, where you're going to, what, what you called, what you did, what you, you know, tried to do. It was, it was tough. And I mean, again, you can't, we can't sugarcoat this because it is what it is. And that, you know, that's so uh, 2020, 2021 to say that, but there's no other way to describe getting a butt wax and like that other than if you've been in it, you know what it's like, and it's an uncomfortable, horrible feeling, and it sticks with you a long time. And this is going to be a real testament to these guys, whether they show up for the uh, 4 o'clock game with the Ravens this coming Sunday. Yeah, I mean, this is one where you have to say, are we getting better? Are we, are we going to move from here? into a place of positivity because I think that's kind of the reality the Steelers have to live in right now is that you know things are not good and yes no I've, they're I've not been good a part of, uh, <laughs> yeah and, and and no matter what you say or how you look at it you know things have to change right you have to do some drastic things um especially when you're looking at the defensive side of the ball you know there's there's just you've given up for you've given up 41 points in back-to-back games yeah like so 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 you can't tell me everything's fine you can't tell me that things are good because guys aren't getting it guys aren't understanding it or the effort is misplaced you know because i mean i look at some of the good things that happened in the game but they were too far few and far between to point to it. Like I could say the Minka interception. Minka right. finally getting an interception this season. He's been so close all year, he finally gets it. Um, you know, Cam made some great re- Cam Sutton made some great reads on the edge for some of the screen game. And once it worked, a couple of times it did not work against Jamar Chase, right? He blew through the inside receiver, blew him back into Cam, but nobody responded at the same time that Cam that Cam did. Right, And then for Cam Hayward, Cam was doing everything in his power to fight, but when guys are falling on you and falling behind you, you're trying to make a play or you're getting out-leveraged at the moment because you're trying to break through a gap and another guy's coming through it, it looks sloppy. Um, you know, that was the thing. TJ, TJ was not healthy, but he, he was played. not TJ, though. 
Yeah, he was not TJ. I mean, Derek, his brother Derek, I think, had more tackles than he did in the game. It could well you be. Know? And so, you know, you look at that, you're just like, man, what is going on? You know, and Devin Bush, you know, bad day again. You know, you over you over you overread again, or you got or you got mixed up in the wash. Now you have to play as though you're not getting you're not getting the double team help from your nose. That's how you have to think as a linebacker at this point. Right. And I have to be able to make a play and be confident in my decisions. Um, you know, and, and I mean I could go I could go all the way around, but the whole point is is that you have to do some things to change. You've you've got to figure out how you're going to compete because here the run game's here to stay the run game's here to stay i hate to tell you that you know hate to tell everybody that but until you figure out how to stop the rush oh you're going to get the rush and that's what baltimore does you You see the game last night oh absolutely watch that game and it was it was one of the things they're they're, and their defense is dope to stop the run you saw cleveland dance around it they did not want to run the ball against baltimore without calais campbell yeah (laughs) And, yes. and Lamar, as bad as he was, he threw four interceptions, and they still won. That's incredible. Just incredible. That is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it, and Mark Andrews was ridiculous, too. Yeah. Uh, those oh, couple of that one catch. My goodness, you got to be oh, kidding me. Falling down on the ground. And just, yeah, one hand in the elbow. thing. That was, <laughs> oh. that was just crazy. There's no doubt yeah. about it. Look, you know, aside from last night, again, just kind of concentrating on, uh, you know, what we saw the yesterday. Loss, yeah. And the fact is – you know, you've got, what, six days now, uh, five days to be able to really work and get something done where you start to refocus in on the Ravens. But this one here, this is this is one of those you got to review the tape and then you got to burn it. I mean, I think burying the yeah. thing might be a good idea. But the, but the fact is, you know, just as you pointed out, you know, and this isn't all about Devin Bush, believe you me. You know, I thought there was a couple things that were different. They played Cam Hayward at the nose. And the unfortunate thing about that is it takes the best things that Cam does, his ability to penetrate, his ability to chase, and now you're putting him as a, in a run-stopping role where you're, you're literally taking on up to two, <laughs> or, two or three guys. You know what I mean? And to me, that's, yeah. that's, that's moving Cam away from what he does best is that three technique and even five sometimes that he plays out there. Um, that, to me, that's that signals one thing is you've, you've got Isaiah Bugs is taking a step back in their eyes all right, because you're doing that. The second thing was, you know, if you saw that they would take in certain, um, certain s- situations, they take Devin Bush and put him to the outside, you know, because I think, again, sometimes I, it looks like he just doesn't track the ball very well. And they were playing him on an outside edge, and he even got hooked by the tight ends, you know, when they get went to the outside. So it's unfortunate. I think right now his head is probably spinning, and I'm sure he's doing everything he can to rectify it. And certainly he's not the only one who is not playing up to their capabilities. Right now there's a lot of guys that are not playing up to their capabilities on both sides of the ball. No, absolutely. And, I mean, we just talked about the defensive side, but offensively, I mean, when you look at the film, you know, the tight ends were getting beat on the edges. You know, a lot of the run game being stopped was because the tight ends were getting beat either on the backside cutoff right. or on the front side uh, quad blocks, what we called them, because it was two tight ends double team into defensive end. They got beat on quad blocks. So how can you run and pr- stress the edges if your tight ends aren't blocking? You know, as much as we've, 
lauded the tight ends over this year for the way that they've blocked at the point of attack. They they didn't have that. I mean, we had one on a, on a comeback, you know, on this on that split zone on the backside right. that was good, but front side blocking they were getting beat, and and you can't do that. And we know that you know for Najee when he gets more into a passing mode, he had like three drops yesterday, you know, and he's not being a running back and he's having to just be an offensive back or a scat back. That it, it, it's it, it's a rough day. I mean, for what we saw. Oh, the last couple of weeks to yesterday, I mean, it was a full regression. And you, you, we, we can point the finger. We can give solace. We can put lipstick on this pig by saying, "Oh, we've lost, you know, two guards to IR, and we've we've got, you know, we're down to our third string guard, and Trey Turner's playing injured, and we have two rookies." But that, no, 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 they've been playing all season, right? Just with the wins and on a win streak, they have they have they have performed well. You know, this is as bad as it can get. I mean, and, and 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 it's it's bad right now, and we're allowed to feel this right. We're in the twenty four hour window, <laughs> but listen, after four p.m. today, we you you got to flush it if you're a player on that team. You have to have pride. Realize what that logo is on the side of the helmet. That's what you're playing for, and that's what you, and and you need to show that you want to be here and that you're going to sell out and do whatever you can in your power and not give up on an interception return. Not going to call any names out. Right. But, but see, but seeing a guy stop on an interception return and make a business decision pisses me off worse than anything. Yep. Well, that's true. You know what I mean? And there's no doubt what you're saying here. And it's going to be one of these things, like I said, you know, this is going to be a real testament to the fortitude of these players to be able to turn this thing around, which it can be turned around. I don't care what yes. anybody says. You know, you, you can have all the naysayers in the world and get on there and you just start, uh, you know, dra- dragging down everybody. But I've been in these situations. I know. 51 nothing Cleveland. All right, 42-10 to 10 Cincinnati. Next week we beat the Vikings, who were on a hot roll. They came into Three Rivers, and I remember, you know, our line coach uh, telling us, going, we haven't blocked anybody yet, and these guys are tearing up the league in sacks. Chris Dolman and all these guys, Hank Thomas, you know, Keith Millard, all these excellent defensive ends, Al Noga, um, they were tearing it up, and, and we beat them at Three Rivers, you know. And so I know firsthand from experience, you can turn this around. It takes a magnificent effort. It takes a tremendous amount of focus. It takes a lot of flushing of the t- first couple weeks that we had to do of the season. And it's what these guys are capable of doing, but it's going to be all about them doing it. And certainly one of the things that just, and I, I don't mean to keep harping on it, but it bugs me when you see, you know Joe Mixon's going to come out and he's going to run the ball. I mean, they, they, there was no, there was no uh, you know, anything about what are they going to do. You knew it. We talked about it before the game. It's going to be decided in the trenches. And they came out and they, they used Isaiah Prince or they used multiple tight ends or some combination of both. But Mixon kept plugging away. And it's just unfortunate that uh, you know the Steelers didn't have an answer yesterday, but you know what? We're going to go to break because we got to come back and we'll see if we can come up with any answers before the end of the day. All right, you're in the yes. locker room, and I'm glad Max is back. We got Max back. All right, we'll be back with more Wolf Starks and the Ninjas in the locker room. This is in the locker room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. 
The number is 412-919-1316. Let's go to the phones. We got people stacking up here. Let's get Eddie from Virginia Beach. Eddie, you're in the locker room. How you doing, brother? How you guys doing today? You know, I think we're hurting a little, aren't we not, Max? I mean, we're smarting yes, a little we bit are. from that, that fiasco yesterday. Yep. I'm good. I'm not hurting. I just realized, you know, as a team that we're rebuilding and we're still a young team, I think, you know, Cincinnati had time enough to build their team up over the years because we all, they always draft high, and we don't never have the time to draft like we do. I just think, you know, their drafting pays off because their team had enough time to gel. And I think this being our first year gelling together with the guys that we have, we're doing pretty good. I don't, I'm not giving up on my team. I still believe in Pittsburgh. I'm a killer nation all my life, and I'm going to stay one. But I think one thing we need to do, I think we need to shift our offensive line. We have to sit that young man off the left tackle and let him understand and think for a while what's going on. And put, um, what's his name, Banner on to the right and put Oki on the left and let the young man sit down and look and let him realize what's going on. Because in the last couple of games, they put their best players on him, and that's why they wind up with sacks like they was doing. What you guys think? Well, I think there definitely has to be a shift. I think when you look at it, they have, like you said, regressed. When they were on that upward trajectory, it's you don't want to mess with the status quo. You don't want to change things. I don't know if necessarily moving Dan Moore out the lineup is going to improve it. I think, you know, we need to see if Chooks or Banner, you know, can step in and play at the guard position. Um, to get both of them on the field at the same time and really see what can go. Because, I mean, right now, it's it's more so the effort. You know, can Chooks play in a phone booth? Or can Zach, you know, stay low enough and be effective? Um, I think Dan Moore is just – he's just a rookie, like you said. I mean, he's a guy that needs time to, to develop his skill set for the pros. He got thrown in the fire as a left tackle. And he wasn't one of these first-round draft pick left tackles where it's like, nope, you're expected to be here. You knew what the responsibility was. Um, Dan Moore did not figure into the initial plan of the offensive line construction. Um, but he has been one of those guys that stepped up and just answered the call. But, yeah, you're right. He does need more help on that side consistently. Um, you know, And I don't think the shifts and motions help him at all when he's having to line up on the right shift back to the left in his position and you're trying to scan and read who you're supposed to block, what your responsibility is. He's too young for that responsibility. Um, you know, I would love to see it be a lot more simple for those guys because you do have two rookies starting, but I think something does have to be shuffled on the offensive line. Um, I agree, especially, you know, losing Dotson and not having him available the rest of the year. And then of course, losing your primary backup in Hassenauer. You know, B.J. Finney came in, he was serviceable, and he was good. But I think there, do need, there does need to be a change. I don't know if it's more moving out of the lineup. I think it has to be more so the right side reshuffling. You know, it's going to be interesting because, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not in favor right now of uh, – it's, it's hard to say, hey, it's, it's Danny's problem. One of the things that, that I yeah. think you make a great point is just leave him there. You know, why do you have Trey Turner tapping the center – on silent counts. Well, because there's, <laughs> you don't want a young guy having to do that. 
because you want to have an older guy who can, you know, uh, listen to the quarterback, see the quarterback, see the defense, read the, the calls, make the mic adjustments, what have you, all that stuff, and tap the quarterback and know without messing up, you know, what's going on in your mind about getting the job done. You know, that's part of parcel of being a veteran, being able to come through and handle all those responsibilities. And a lot of people say, well, it's not much. Let me tell you something. When you're down in there, in that uh, close quarter combat area, in the trenches, and you got all kinds of stuff going on and blitzes, and you've got stunts and twists, and guys are yelling things out, there's a lot of commotion. You have to stay focused. you got to know your quarterback's voice, and you've got to be able to command your attention and focus to exactly what you need to without being disoriented, disoriented at all and get the job done at the moment that you need to do it. So there's a lot of things down there that I don't think people really uh, give guys credit for being able to handle. But one of them is, you know, you want to just get into your position and be able to go from that position. You know, I mean, when you move back and forth, I agree with you, Max. That's not something a young guy needs right now because it can tend to confuse you and get you a little bit discombobulated. Yeah. Anything, anything else? Eddie? With to it, yes. I said, "What's going on with to it?" We haven't heard anything about to it yet. No, we haven't heard much of anything, and you know, I, I don't yeah. know. You know, it's unfortunate. I hope and pray everything's going well with him. If it's if it's some something to do physically, I hope that he's over. You know, able to overcome that thing and, and get ready. Uh, I I don't see where you know I'm not heard even a whisper about what's going on with him. So I, I really couldn't tell you anything. Yeah, they're real tight-lipped over there about it. Yeah, you know. Um, you know, again, reassembling this offensive line, one of the things is Zach Banner being able to come back and do something. It might be, you know, it's interesting what the possibilities could be. You might have to make a move. You might have to do something, um, you know, to to kind of give these guys a little, a little kick in the keister. I like B.J. Finney at left guard. I got to tell you something. I thought he started out a little slow. But he was definitely getting – he was better as he got more work in. Think about it. He hasn't had, I don't think, what, any snaps at all since training camp or no. since uh, preseason? Yeah, no, not at all. So, you know, the fact that he was able to marshal his uh, forces and so forth and get better as the game went along is an indicator that that's a guy that's ready to play some more. Yeah. No, I mean, I think B.J. came in and he he played, he played you know, pretty well um, considering the circumstances. Like I said, he's the he's the third guard in this situation. Yeah, um, you know, and and so he hasn't he hasn't dressed consistently this year, and to come in and play as well as he did, you know, hats off to him. But like I said, I think there has to be a shuffling somewhere on that offensive line. I think it comes from that right side of how you figure out how guys can play, um, because. You know, there were some effort things. There were some loafing things that I did not like that I saw that I think need to get corrected, especially when you're in this game. I don't care what the score is. You fight and you keep fighting um, no matter how bad it is because that's the pride that you have. You know, if you're a starter, show why you are a starter, especially in those moments. You've got to lead from the front. You can't lead from behind. Anything else, Eddie? 
No, that's it. Go Steelers. That's all I That's right. Say. Stay hey, stay with it, brother. Stay with it. Nobody yes. can't jump you can't jump ship now. No bailing out is allowed. All hands on deck. But the fact is they can still turn this thing around. I've seen it before. I've experienced it before. Max has too, you understand. This is very much like uh deja vu all over again for you, isn't it, Max? Yeah, this this is the 09 schedule reincarnated. You know, the only difference is you pick up Seattle and you drop Miami in, in place of Buffalo. Uh, that's really the only thing. Other than that, it's the same thing. Um, <clears throat> we lost to Cincinnati twice that year. And, you know, we we, we ended up splitting with both the Browns and, and the uh, Ravens. So it's one of those years where, yes, this, this is how it looks. And we still finish that season nine and seven. Now I know this year it could be nine and eight <laughs> because of the seventeen game, yeah. but you know, but there's still hope and possibility. I mean, we closed out on a three game win streak, um, and you know, we we're sitting down in my. I remember sitting down in Miami, waiting for some things to unfold to see if we made the playoffs or not. Um, this could be that very similar year. Actually, we can't go nine, eight, and eight this year. We can go nine, seven, and one because we have a tie. That's true. Nine, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Can't erase that go, tie. Oh gosh. I mean, that's, that's, that's one of those things. So yeah. So, or we could go eight, eight and one. I mean, but you know, I still think this team has, has the capability to, to rise above it. I think to truly rise above their circumstance. Yes. The last six games look insurmountable, but when you look at the schedule and you look at the opponents, you have to still say, you know, we can compete with everybody. And I think that's the biggest thing. You know, this is a shot in the dark. And this is one that just stings. It just hurts because it's so fresh. It's the freshest wound. So, you know, yep. it's going to, it's going to be bad. But I've seen this offense fight. I've seen this defense fight at points, too. So, I mean, I know they have it in them. They just it didn't come together yesterday. Today, the, uh, yesterday was Murphy's Law. What, right? What can go wrong will go wrong. And, and it did, did go, go wrong. wrong. <laughs> yes. No doubt yeah. about it. You know, and I, I, I actually – you know, I I agree with you totally. I mean, I go back to '89. We lost at Cincinnati, 42 to 10. And as I was saying earlier, and I'm not sure you heard about it. I mean, we it was even so similar. It was down to um, we lost Mike Malarkey to a headshot, uh, such as you know Fryermuth took a little dinger. Yeah. You know, and we we lost Malarkey. Our tight end got dinged in the head too. You know, I mean, that's just the way it was. But we came back. And that year, we were within one catch, one drop pass of going to the AFC Championship. And it was about turning around. It wasn't anything spectacular. It wasn't anything, you know, where where uh, somebody came riding in and did a, a great job. And that was about the guys getting a grip on where they were and then coming back and playing together as a group. And there was that that that's the relationship where once you get the snowball rolling downhill and you created some stacking of the wins, some positive stuff coming out of it. Things got rolling, and and the the greater is uh, is is becomes uh, the the whole becomes greater than the individual parts, and that's where I think this this last six weeks is going to be interesting, because if if guys lay down, you're going to see it, but I believe that this team, these guys, um, they got they got more than enough fight left in them to turn this thing around and get after it. But we will see, you know. I mean, it's always the proof is. Is in the doing. It's not in the talking about it. It's not in the, uh, you know, uh, ranting and raving about it. It's always in the doing. Yeah, and 
you know, it's not it's not about what you say in an interview or what you put out there on social media. None of that matters. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, 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 listen, you go on you go on social media restriction. You put yourself in the silo and it's just you and your mates. And that that's it. That's all that matters. I mean, at the end of the day, and trust me, as a guy who's who's done that and been around the advent of, of social media <laughs> and, of course, everything that it brings, that's what it has to be. You know, it has to be about, listen, November's over with. This month is over. Everything now is December. And December shows your true character. Yep. And it starts with Baltimore coming to your house, a team that's riding high, feeling themselves. Lamar Jackson, you know, has thrown four interceptions in the game and still won. He has, he's very cavalier right now. So what are you going to do from your deeds to make him pay for that? <clears throat> for him being loose with the ball and his team still winning a game. That is your focus. Yes, at 4 o'clock today, you turn that switch, you turn that page, and you start writing that December chapter because that's what matters. November's done. What you put in November is done. Now it's about December and January. That's what's going to make or break you for not only this year, but how you proceed moving forward as a professional. Everybody's watching to see, will you break or will you bounce back? Those are the only two Bs you can do at this point. So let's see what you got. Exactly so. Well summed up. All right, we're going to go to break. That's the end of the first hour. We're going to come back with more of your calls. It's Wolf Starks and the Ninjas in the locker room, ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. <laughs> 